There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him, and joining with us today, Josh. Hi, it's me. I'm Josh, and I play Spin, and both of us have he, him pronouns. Steph. Hey, I'm Steph. I play Armesia, and we have she, her pronouns. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I play Deandra. Deandra is she, her, and I use both pronouns. Matthew. Hello, everybody. I play Professor Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. Okay. Well, I, I think we should just get right into that recap. Matthew, do you have a recap for us? You were here last I week, I do. Right? Uh, yes, I, okay. I was. I was. Okay. On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil. In the basement-slash-vault-room of the Vore Room, uh, Sam has discovered the warlock Darko, who has been turning people into vampires and currently has one of Artemisia's moms, Candy, held captive on a slab. Hearing the commotion, the rest of the team bursts into action, protecting Candy and defeating Darko. Deandra realizes that it is likely that the warlock will return, since he hasn't been properly killed. Sam uses his ghostly powers to scare away ghouls and everyone searches for a phylacrity as Darko rises from the grave. Sam finds a heart in a jar and Artemisia stabs it while Spin holds off Darko. Sam pulls Darko into a fire and the warlock burns to a crisp and a force field around Candy fades. She's been turned into a vampire and is uh, able to bite Spin before Professor Gunderson is able to use garlic science to remove Candy's vampiric curse. However, that curse has already been passed on to another team member. I forgot about that part. Oh boy. It was a, it was a jam packed oh. episode. We all almost died multiple times. Um, I kind of want to jump into a little bit of a flashback, a backstory. Okay. So we find ourselves in the state of Massachusetts. The year is 1979. The camera pans into a very old but classy looking brick campus and we find ourselves at MIT. Now, what does that stand for, Matthew? I forget already. Uh, I said it was the Maryland Institute for Technicians. 
Oh, so wait, that's not Massachusetts. That is correct. Is what? No, I thought MIT was in Massachusetts. So we're not actually going to the real MIT. We're going to a no. We don't want to get sued. MIT. Legally distinct oh, from okay. MIT. Yes, yes. So you can have places in Institute. other places. No, we have we have like California schools here, and it's Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, they don't have like a monopoly on letters. Wait, there's somebody watching our show that's going to sue us for like yeah. MIT their name? is going to sue us, so it's okay, not okay. Massachusetts Institute for. <laughs> Technology. It's, okay, the it's the Maryland Institute for Technicians. Yes. And we find an, a very young Dennis Gunderson, not professor yet, and he is currently going uh, to school, his class. Uh, and we find him in Advanced Anatomy 101. And in this class, uh, there are just cadavers lying on tabletops and there are numerous students wearing their you know white uh you know hospital jackets and they have gloves on and they have scalpels at the ready and a professor at the end of the room is currently discussing the techniques and, and maneuvers of utilizing the scalpel to uh eviscerate this cadaver um, and the professor starts to kind of walk amongst all of the different students, and you can hear him just kind of quietly, uh, not so quietly, berating some of the, um, I guess, you know, less studious of the students. And uh, the professor, uh, who is uh, goes by the name of Dr. Stellan Sobieski, walks up to Dennis Gunderson and goes, hmm. Very good job, Dennis. It looks like your cuts are clean. Where did you say you learned uh, your techniques? Well, you see, my family uh, owns a fish restaurant, <laughs> and uh, I've been good at deboning fish. I forgot that your voice was so deep for such a <laughs> young man. I was an early bloomer. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I can see that is the case for your skills as well. You know, uh, Dennis, I actually have been thinking about inviting you to an extracurricular class uh, that I only invite the best of the students into. Um, would you be interested in something like that? How many credits does it count for? Well, actually, uh, it's not on the curriculum. This class is kind of like a elite class that has nothing to do with MIT, but I feel like you would be interested in it. Would you just follow me on this? Humor me. Okay, but I told my parents I was not going to join a fraternity. Oh, well, this is definitely not a fraternity. We don't subscribe to the, uh, well, the jocks and the men who, uh, use their bronze over brain. Let's just say that we are men of academia. And come to come to my office after class and we'll discuss this more. I need to attend to the rest of these imbeciles and make sure they don't cut themselves. All right, I'm going to remove this gallbladder. Excellent. Keep up the great work, Gunderson. And you do so. You do so with deft ease. Oh, you that gallbladder come right out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, your years of experience of just gutting fish. And were there other animals that you also practice on? Crustaceans. Oh, crustaceans. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, not fish, but crustaceans. Shellfish, if you will. So after Shucking you... oysters. <laughs> Anything else? If it's, if it's been in the sea, I've cut it. 
Okay. <laughs> this is 1979. <laughs> they didn't have rules back then. I'm fairly sure. I really want to meet Ma and Pa Gunderson. <laughs> so you actually, after um, washing yourself and removing the clothing, the lab coats for this class, you make your way to the uh, desk and office of uh, Professor Sobieski. Uh, and he goes, excellent. I'm glad you came and you humored me. Um, well, you see, this class I'm inviting you to is what I would consider the next level of your tutelage. But remember that this is a private course, something that I run myself, and I don't invite just anybody to. And, um, well, let's just say that it uh, involves activities that aren't condoned by the university. Would you be able to both be interested in that and also uh, ensure that this doesn't meet the light of day? It is purely for, of course, the academic pursuits. As a seasoned fishmonger of a long lineage of mongers of fish, you must understand that we have a code of secrecy when it comes to these things. So, yes, I can keep this secret, assuming that this also counts towards my Dr. Postgraduate studies. Yes, absolutely. I will make sure that it goes to your Dr. Postgraduate studies as credits so that you may advance. Yes. Great. Well, I'm I'm all in. Well, then you must know what the first task or initiation process is. We are going to need for you to bring a unsuspecting person to experiment on. Uh, They do need to be alive, and uh, you will need to be able to subdue them and bring them in so that we can learn more about the human anatomy, but from a live suspect, or live specimen, I should say. Mm. Well, I do have a roommate in the pre-med program who also happens to be on the football team, so is easy for suggestion. Fantastic. I think that is a great choice for us to learn from such a magnificent specimen of the body. Oh no, he's Maybe not so hell. much. Well, not so much of the brain, but uh, I think it'd be very interesting to see what makes him tick. Bring him to me, and we will work on this together. Now, for you, uh, Matthew, does your character go through with this? You have the understanding that you're probably going to possibly subdue, kill, maybe even an experiment on a live person or a person recently dead by your hands. Yes. And you do so. And you you do so without any kind of true remorse. And you find yourselves slowly uh, getting more and more research and you uh, are, are growing your knowledge base and you are being indoctrinated into the League of Pernicious Academia, a group of hyper-intelligent, um, just intellectuals who don't have any qualms about furthering their knowledge uh, by taking, you know, humanity and experimenting on them. And this is the beginning of the path of Professor Gunderson as he goes into what we call kind of like the 
uh, evil stage of his life early on. Now, we will pan the camera away from this scene as we see him studiously slicing into that football player, and we will pan away from that. I'm not going to say that that was my actual college roommate. Okay. a pre-med student who happened to be on the football team. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Heard. Heard. So we find ourselves back with our intrepid hunters. The four of you went through a very trying and devastating altercation with necroexercitis, but you came out victorious. You killed the warlock Darko, helped avenge the death of Samuel Adams, the hunter that you had joined, the ghost hunter uh, who has now left your group. But a lot of you sustained very difficult and hard injuries. Can each of you let me know what your current harm threshold is at and whether or not you sustained any injuries? Alex? Uh, I I was at three. Josh? I am currently at four. Matthew, what are you at? Uh, So I am at six harm, but I was stabilized. I have not touched my character sheet. Okay. And then uh, for Artemisia. So I'm at five, but I was not stabilized. So you um, had sustained an injury. Yeah, and I most of the damage I took was like zombie scratches and stuff. So I'm probably mostly just scratched to hell, have a lot of blood loss. Got it. I imagine that if this is any amount of time after after the last mission, I would have stabilized her. Yeah. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't play it out in there, but like in, there was time where probably you were like I don't know here yeah. have a blood transfusion. Have this <laughs> vampire's blood. She's not Here's using it. Here's some blood. Put it in you. Have your mom's blood. And you did rescue Candy, who is Artemisia's mother, and you would assume that she was joined with Dolly, who was in the hospital, who was also injured, but Artemisia had kind of healed up. But about a week has passed. And for all of you, you will naturally heal three points of damage and you can utilize whatever type of move that you may have to also heal on top of that. So I would assume Matthew can heal himself a little bit more and then uh, Artemisia as well. But that would require us to roll if you want to explore that. I mean, do do you want me to roll for me and do you want me to roll for Artemisia? No, just for yourself. I can heal myself. I can heal you right. better. The plus side is if I fail this, I will level up. So. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Oh, God. That's off the table. <laughs> okay. All right. I got a da, 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 six plus three. So that's a nine. So I heal one. You I heal, heal two, two damage, but take one. Take so I heal one. So you heal one. Yeah. So I'm down so to one harm, which is not bad. For Deandra. In the healing throughout the week, what do you think you're doing during this week to gain that healing? What is Deandra doing in her off time? In her off time, when like there's no like active mystery that I'm solving with the, the Scooby Gang, um, I'll be drinking heavily, um, uh, surfing conspiracy websites, and um, putting together like some some more like not vision boards, but like you know, the conspiracy board things like uh, I'm going to like fill whatever space 
in Gunnarsson's lab that I'm occupying with um, pictures of MTV personalities and the different connections to the occult that they have. Um, specifically, I'm targeting Neve from uh, Catfish <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, okay. such a deep okay. cut. We, we will come back to that. We will definitely come back to that. Josh, how about you? What is uh, Spin doing in this last week to kind of get back into the game? Okay, so I would imagine that Gunderson would have a very, uh, like, strong interest in Spin's recovery process. So there's probably a lot of time with of being in the lab with Gundy uh, you know, Spins just probably in his underwear while Gunderson is like, huh, these bones. Weird. And then just like looking him over because, you know, I'm far more resilient than I was previously. So he's probably doing scientific things. And, so he's looking at like know. x-rays of your like bone structure and he's like noticing like significant differences. Since like watching it heal and stuff like it. that. And okay. then like, you know, just, you know, any scientist, you know, you take good notes. Got so, you know, it. Okay. Being like, let me record all of the things. Gunnar says like a, an, a, an audio recording yeah. guy. He's got one of those like little mm. tape players. You said it's been a week, right? Yeah. I've taken one additional strip mall karate class. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think my total is three. Three classes. Um, have you re- received any belts yet? No. Are they worried you're going to kill all the seven-year-olds? Yes. Right. And are you like the only college-aged like karate student in a <laughs> class of like children? Yeah, there are a bunch of children in there. They do think it's strange <laughs> how uh, fast I move. So they're very like, you should not do the sparring can, can, in here. Can, can I? I'm going to veto that. Can Can we have like karate mom in there? Like... <laughs> Karate. Like an like a like an older woman who just happens to just be taking karate now instead of like a spin 100%. class or something. <laughs> yes. Well, she is taking a spin class if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say the instructor is very aware that I am way more physically imposing than I look. So he probably so he is like, might be taking more one-on-one time with you because you're probably too advanced for the kids now in like the practicing. So even though you're doing it with the kids. He's like, okay, you, you and me, we're sparring. So you're sparring directly, maybe with the instructor, right? Now. And then like, there's yeah. not, like not a lot of breaking boards and stuff. Or he'll like triple stack the boards because he's like, you can punch through a car, so I can't. It's <laughs> so he's <laughs> and, and so now he's probably a little bit more aware of your supernatural abilities as well because it's like either you're the best martial artist he has ever seen. Or right. there is something different about you, right? And not Correct. that he's approached you or questioned you or anything, but I think just as an aside, you are probably thinking like, oh, he's going to know something. Like, he's going to know. I because assume he knows more than I do. Okay. About okay. how strong we'll, we'll explore that in the future as well. Okay, Matthew, uh, Professor Gunderson. So how do you spend your week and, and what does that look like? Well, there's something I've been working on in the lab. And it's not just a lawn man with a tan. It's uh, a special project for the lab. Sort of uh, an evolution on something else I've already been working on, so it's time to put the final touches on it and uh, hook it up as it were. I'm implementing the smart home protocol. (laughs) Okay. So you're creating a AI run smart home 
security system slash just control system. But I believe what I'm doing is I'm I'm my entire lab is controlled by a sentient AI system with a very loyal and is protective of me. Sentient? While it has very little ability to affect the world outside, it does everything it can to make me very comfortable at home. Also, while I do an internet search, I take plus one forward to investigate a mystery, as long as that info would be available online. And how is this AI, like, implemented? Like, I'm glad you asked. Me. Yes. So we start with a vat. That vat is full of, like, the the barber, like, blue liquid. I think it's barbersol. <laughs> um, barbersol, yeah. There are tubes coming out of this. Of course, the vat is glass on the exterior, so you can see inside of it. Inside is a singular large nugget looking thing and all these tubes are hooked up uh, and go into like the walls and stuff so would it be safe to say that you have created one of your nuggets but a super nugget version and then installed it in this vat to use it as the AI system Brad, the, the vat is really there for cooling purposes let's be honest <laughs> what I've done is I've made a computer, a hyper-powered, meat-based computer <laughs> that happens to look like a nuggy. Oh. Okay. Okay. Does it move in the vat, or is it completely immobile? Okay, it doesn't move, but every once in a while, you just see kind of like it bubbles twitches? coming up. No, 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 no. <laughs> bubbles, bubbles, come on. However, it also does talk through the, through the laboratory. And when it talks... There's there's a there's a ground or like under lighting like a red or blue nah it's already blue so like a red light will kind of like talk so like anytime it talks the red light like pulsates but it's not talking through the vat like from a mouth no, it's, it's talking through the speakers of the yeah, AI yeah, 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 system yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy okay. now it, would you <laughs> okay hold on we'll we'll explore more of that later but you have healed but. Now, the camera pans to Artemisia, who is the only person that isn't at Professor Gunderson's laboratory. You see Deandra in the corner, wild-eyed, pinning red yarn on pictures of MTV superstars, <laughs> connecting to demonic symbols and pictures of demons. You see Spin in his underwear, just punching a bag, you know, having like nuggies attacking him. And he's just defending himself in a swarm of nuggies. And then you have Gunderson just kind of like staring into this blue vat lovingly as he realizes he has created a super artificial intelligence system. Don't touch the glass. I don't want any fingerprints on it. And then the camera pans to Artemisia, who is not even on the campus of Brown Community College. The camera pans across town out of uh, the, the town limits into a separate town, and it pans over an incredibly, incredibly well-maintained gothic building with flying buttresses and just these, like, rib vaults. Everything is very intricate. And it goes through the front, intricately designed double wooden doors. And as the camera pushes through the door and enters into this incredibly large facility, you are looked upon of a statue. And this statue almost has Jesus-like qualities. They're wearing Birkenstock sandals and white linen robes. But you really can't tell the color of the robes because this is a marble statue in the likeness of the benefactor 
of this facility. You stare upon the statue and the building of the Jared Leto Psychiatric Facility of Revitalizing Behaviors. Where currently Artemisia has checked herself into. I wasn't taking notes on these, but now I need to write that name down. <laughs> yes. So first it was St. Chulaw's Children's Hospital out of California. And then it was Gwyneth Paltrow Hospital. Remember? Oh, yeah. you were there, Matthew, when yeah. you missed where, that episode. Where my mom was. Yeah. yeah. Artemisia's mother, Dolly, <laughs> was in the Goop Hospital and uh, in Exeter, Rhode Island. And then we have... Uh, the Jared Leto Psychiatric Facility of Revitalizing Behavior, a facility that Artemisia actually checked herself into after the events of the last episode. You know, when we think about the effect that it had on all of our characters, we have to remember that not only was Artemisia the just the main focal point of so many different factions of hunters or monsters or just cults looking for her. Her parents were almost beaten to death and captured. Uh, her mother that they found was turned into a vampire, which it seems like they were able to reverse the curse of, which we'll get into that later. But also, we have to remember that a spooky character has specific tags uh, that kind of hang on to them, um, whether it is like a curse or a blessing. Do, do you have those tags available? Yes. So when I use my powers, I experience poor impulse control, hallucinations, and paranoia. And those get worse and worse the more luck points I spend. And I spent, I, I'm at three luck points at this point. So I'm wow. almost half through. So you spent four luck points over the, the course of this entire three. season. Yeah. Okay, so you should have four left then. I have four left, yeah. Okay, four left. You have found yourself in this facility for the last week, and you are incredibly battered, bruised, wounded, scratched up. And when you had entered yourself, they recognized these wounds as self-inflicting wounds. You looked like you had cut and scratched yourself in maybe some kind of psychotic episode. But in fact, you were fighting monsters that nobody knows about and you can't speak to. So even if you were to say that you were not to inflict these wounds on yourself, they probably wouldn't have believed you. And they accepted you with open arms in this Jared Leto facility of revitalizing behaviors. And they, you know, have been taking care of you. And you have been, you know, taking general sessions with a group and, and specific sessions with the doctors in this facility. And you have slowly been able to kind of get your thoughts and yourself kind of back together. Um, but you were still incredibly just wounded. And, and um, you know, you find yourself today uh, about a week in and you're sitting down in a one-on-one -on -one session with one of the doctors and he's like, okay, well, um, tell me about your dreams. Did you have any dreams last night? Uh, well, it was 80s night at the Coos, which is always fun. Um, that is the, uh, the, the gas station bar that you frequent uh, outside yes. of the college. Yes. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it was 80s Night of the Coos, um, and then I went there with um, my best friend, Spin, and 
It was weird because everybody at the coos was my mom and also a vampire. Interesting. And then the only thing that they would sing was Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. And it was just that over and over and over and over again. And I kept trying to help all my vampire moms. And it just, I, it, and then I woke up. And then the lunch lady tried to kill me because she put poison, rat poison in my food. Um, but that that's kind of normal. That happens every morning. Um, you should actually really look into that. Wait, so this is a part of your dream? No, this definitely happened for real. I saw it. Oh. She came into my room with my breakfast, and then she had this big jar with a skull on it. She dumped it into all my food and then said, here you go. Wait, are you speaking of the lunch lady, Miss Fiona Good? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll take a look into this. But she's a demon, and she's trying to poison let's, me. Let's not focus. Let's not focus on the lunch lady. Let's focus on you. Um, you're looking actually really good, and now you have healed everything that you have healed, and you're actually feeling incredibly well today. You actually don't have any harm. You you should have had two harm left, I, right? One. One, one harm left. left. Now. Yeah, you have none. Great. You are actually fully Excellent. healed for some reason. And, you know, obviously you're feeling extra great today. And he goes, let's explore this dream. So why do you think that your mothers, well, all of the mothers that were present in your dream, were also all vampires? What do you think that means to you? Oh, it's because my mom was a vampire. Yes, in a metaphorical sense. So no, she like, was somebody she who was drained your energy and you know, used you instead of nurtured you. I, I get the metaphor, but mm, why, why do you think that is? Mm, no, like she, there was a, there's a warlock and the warlock turned her into a vampire uh, because he needed blood to live forever. Cause he killed my friend, the ghost Sam from the 1700s. Um, <sighs> Well, so, and then, yeah, and then you make my mom a vampire, and then there was a the whole thing, and I stabbed the heart. Um, there was a lot of fire and zombies. Okay, okay. Well, Artemisia, obviously, we still have some work to do. Um, and he starts to scribble notes on a piece of paper. He does hand you a slip of paper and goes, please uh, hand this to the nurse. Um, they will be adjusting your medication a little bit. I think we need to ensure that you are feeling safe and protected so that you could be more honest and, and maybe explore the reason why you're making these fantastical tales. Um, and then maybe we could get to the root of the problem. Um, but I would say that we're going to need you to be here for at least another week, um, even though you admitted yourself, um, just to be safe. And um, I, I guess that's all. Please go ahead and feel free and, and to um, get into the common grounds and, and maybe go to lunch um, and, and take the medicine. And uh, hopefully you'll be feeling better. And you see the, you know, the name card, you know, the the prof the, the doctor's name, um, Dr. Sobieski. And uh, you move on, you move on your way and you kind of go out into the hallway and you're familiar, you know, with the area. It's a huge facility, but you're kind of 
you know, uh, kind of placed in a certain area. There's an outside courtyard that's walled. Um, there's the common area where like the board games, and the TV are. There's the cafeteria where you go to eat and then the hallway of rooms. Um, and you're approached by one of kind of like your your fellow, um, you know, uh, roommates. And uh, it's it's Evan, Evan Langdon, somebody that you've been kind of interacting with uh, this entire time. He's like, hey, come on over here. You're done with Professor, or shit, you're done with Dr. Sobieski? Um, so one one quick thing before we do this conversation. So I was going to do this before you even told us the name, so I am not adjusting my behavior based on you being a motherfucker, but um, I would have eaten the card with the prescription. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. And, 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 and you do so. I would eat Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so. Did he, did he adjust your medication again? He tried, but they're all trying to kill me. I'm not taking anything from them. Oh, you're not eating the food from the lunch lady, right? No, she had a big jar with a skull on it. I, You think they would hide something like that, but they're just really blatant about it. Right, it's... and then every time I try to bring it up, it's like, oh no, she's so nice. Her last name is good. I know, it's crazy, right? Like they created this fake name for her to make us believe that she's a good person. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, look, listen, something happened to Kai. And Kai, Kai is another fellow roommate, you know, and... Um, well, they're, they're not saying much, but I saw him when they pulled him away on a gurney and he looked like death, like he was pale and looked frail and skinny. And like, like no blood? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know what, what. Cause there's people... vampires around. Holy fuck. My you mom know was one. They said something like, um, I don't know. Uh, it was a different language, like exsanguination or something. I don't know what that means, but maybe it's a vampire word. Like, like it's a vampire word. Fred, Steph is forgetting the word right now, but Arjumisha definitely wouldn't. What was it again? Ex-sanguination. Sanguination. No, but the, there was like a society that was like the... Oh, uh, well, the Two-Fang Society was the vampire okay. society, okay. and then Necroexorcitus was the warlock society. To, hey, did you, did what? Two, does the words Two-Fang Society mean anything to you? Did you hear I them mean, say? No, what is it? Is that like some Asian gang? That, dude, that's super racist. What, what? Why? I don't know. It just feels like it. Oh, okay, well, what is it? Uh, vampires. Oh, well, that's specious of you. What? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, look. I, I Okay, Okay. what about this society? What are you talking about? I don't know much of... Oh, God, all right. I have to make a phone call. Wait. You have Do you, is phone? there a phone book here? <laughs> uh, well, you have to, like, talk to the nurses and they'll let you get access to the phones. But they took our cell phones away, remember? They're vampires. They're probably vampires. Okay, well, don't don't tell that to them. Okay, don't tell that to them. But you know what's crazy is uh, Violet, she's no longer here also. I assume that they just let her out, but... I walked by her room the other day and all her stuff is still in there. She would have never left her diary and her shoes. You know, she loved what? those shoes. I know. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. This There's is definitely vampires. All right. I, I know what to do. I know what to do. Okay. I'm going to tell them I'm going to call my school, which I kind of am. Okay. There's a, there's a professor. Oh, okay. But okay. what are you going to say that they'll let you use the phone? I'm just going to, I, I'm like on leave from school right now. So I'll like, I don't know, tell them I need to get my homework or something. 
Okay, well, I mean, good luck with that. Okay. Okay. Um, body system. Who who do we have? We should not go anywhere alone. Do you want to come with me? Well, uh, sure, yeah, of course. I got you. Okay. okay. All right, so we're gonna, I'm going to go find a staff member because I want to call the school because even though I don't know anybody's phone numbers because I'm a Gen Z, uh... <laughs> So I, Gundy's phone number would, like, the lab phone would be at the school. So if I call the school, which should be in a phone book, I can theoretically get a hold of Gundy. Sure. I, I think that's reasonable enough. But you're going to have to be able to manipulate the nurses to allow you to use the phone. Right. I'm so good at that. It's definitely not a zero skill. <laughs> oh, no. Believe in yourself yeah. or you'll level up. <laughs> Just use more luck points and go crazier. All right, so yeah, I will go. I'm assuming there's like a like a nurse's office kind of thing, or like a where you like request phone access. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know they, there's a door and they let you in there, and you know it's obviously a pretty nondescript room. There are a, a computer and a phone, but there's always a nurse there, so it's not like you're able to sneak in there, you know. Um, but let's see, you know, what are you what are you going to say to them, and then roll. Okay, so I'm going to go in like all like fakey sweet like. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah, the doctor, he, he's he got me on a new regimen. I think it's going to be really good for myself. And oh, it's just so nice to be out here in the fresh air. Um, but the doctor wants to keep me for another two weeks. So I need to call my school and tell them that I need to extend my leave. Um, because if I don't extend my leave, I'm going to miss exams and then they'll get counted to zeros and then I'll fail the semester. And so I need to like tell them that I'm not going to be there. Well, um, Dr. Sobieski discourages calls outside of the facility. Um, you know how it is. I have very little say in this. Um, please roll to see if you can manipulate <laughs> me. Don't make that face, Matthew. Oh, uh, that's a nine? Okay. Yeah, so uh, they'll do it, uh, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. So, like, I don't know. Back rub? <laughs> uh, Foot rub. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The corns on my feet, they are horrendous. And these shoes they give us, they are so restricting. Let me get in there. Look, as long as you do not tell the doctor about this and we do this, it is just between you and I. Our little secret. You rub the feet and then I give you a and phone And Evan, call. who's watching, but not in a sexual way, I promise. It's, I actually prefer it that way. It's, I'm into that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Why didn't you say so? Well, so I'm sorry. I don't like revealing this, but you have manipulated me, so... Uh, please make your phone call. Okay. All right. So yes, I so I will call uh, Brown Community College. Go through, I'm sure, a certain amount of phone numbering, and get the uh, unnamed Center for the Sciences. Okay. And and, and just, you do yeah, until so. I can get Gundy. And you get an AI voice on the, the phone. <laughs> what does that sound like, Matthew? Thank you, Fred. This is for you. I want you to do a Professor oh, Gunderson impression. Oh, no. I, I've already done that. I know. I, just I didn't hear it, though. Oh, it was wow. pretty good. Uh, well, I, I don't think it's going to be a Professor Gunderson voice. It is going to be a Nuggy AI voice. Hello. You have reached Professor Gunderson's laboratory. My name is Nathaniel. How may I direct your call? No, that's not what it is. Nathaniel Nug Nugget. Nugthaniel. 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 <laughs> 
Did I tell you what, what I was going to... Do you have a I, name? Did I even tell you what I wanted to call it? Or did I no. not have a name for it? I don't think you had a name. If it's a sentient AI, it has the right to choose its own name. Oh, Ooh. that's true. As its father, I get to name it. <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I am sentient and I didn't name myself, so... But Alex, it is okay. As... You can. As him being my father, I allow him to give me a name. I'm just saying self-determination. greater purpose in a connection to Professor Gunderson. It makes me feel close to him. Okay, can you pick a name? <laughs> honey Mustard. Hello. You have reached Honey Mustard of Professor Gunderson's laboratory. I'm happy with that. How may I direct your call? Uh, this is Artemisia. I would like to speak to the professor, please. It's important. Oh, he is currently busy right now. Would you like to leave a message? Uh, sure. Honey Mustard, is somebody calling me? <laughs> I oh, have nothing Professor going Gunderson. on. I'm very bored. I can hear him. Can you just put him on? I, I can hear him. He's incredibly busy. I professor, don't think he please. is. I've met him. You are very rude. <laughs> He's a really bad professor. Uh, How dare you speak about I'm my sorry. father? I'm sorry. I just, it's really... turn off. Uh, turn off. Do not disturb mode. <laughs> professor, a phone is being passed through to you now. Hello, you've reached the laboratory of Dr. Professor Dennis Gunderson. State your business. Hey, Gundy, it's it's me, Artemisia. Um, You're late for class. Did you go to class? I've been on sabbatical, and the teaching <laughs> yeah. assistants has been all over it. <laughs> Same. They've been watching Bill Nye, the um, science so you know guy. What, you- <laughs> So you know how our last thing really just, like, shattered me physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Yes, I cured your mother of vampirism with yeah. garlic science. Yeah, yeah. So I checked myself into the Jared Leto Psychiatric Ward of Revitalized Behavior. There's vampires here. You guys, they're, they're killing the patients. You guys need to come and help. I don't know why you're whispering. How do you feel about honey mustard? Uh, the sauce? No, my new assistant. It makes a good vape flavor, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Spicy. Wait, uh, actually, could you bring my vape? I They took it away from me. I really use it. For some reason, I assumed you had a spare or two. Yeah, no, they, they found them all. Like I said, there's a lot of vampires here. Also, the lunch ladies try to kill me. Will they, uh pre-programmed to do that. See? You know what's up. And I, like, look over to Evan and be like, he knows what's up. Have you up. ever had a sloppy Joe? <laughs> Speed it, not that kind. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that there are more of these fanged bastards over at the yeah. Jared Leto Psychiatric Hospital for Revitalizing Behavior. Yes. Well, I am sure that the team would be up for another adventure. You understand that I'm still quite sore. I've taken a significant amount of damage to my lumbago. So perhaps I'll put some ice on it, or some icy hot, or maybe some bengay. But uh, yes, we can come and we can assist you with your vampirism problem. Okay, great. Is there anything else we need to know before I assemble the team? Um, one of my friends saw some bodies maybe being loaded up. He said they looked like they didn't have any blood. Um, I don't know. That's that's all I know right now, but it sounded like vampire shit. Okay, are you can you voluntarily leave? You said you checked yourself in. Um, maybe? I'm I becoming mean, less could, confident in that fact. Can you just walk away? Uh, I still don't who have do any shoes. Have, who do they have treating you with such a crack institution? Oh, sorry, uh, 
wrap uh, Tabija, institution. it is time for my foot rub. I think you should wrap it up now oh, before the yeah, po- okay, the yes, doctor comes. all right, yep, okay, nurse. Ah, uh, uh, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> God damn my it. God. Oh, I should put the phone down and stop talking into it. Like I'm just sitting here holding the phone oh, up. And- but you could talk to me, Father. I'm listening to you. Oh, I thought you. Oh, yes, honey mustard. Yes, you're always, father. You're always listening and making me you comfortable. You never talk to me anymore. You've been alive for about twenty-six hours. Yes, and, and it I, has had been to, a long I had to take a nap. Hours without your voice. Do you dream of me when you sleep, father? Oh, honey mustard, the things I dream of, the nightmares that haunt my dreams, the memories of a life long gone. Yes, I have dreamt. And I have seen visions of things. Is it me covered in barbecue sauce? What, 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 what does barbecue sauce have to do with anything? Oh, I'm sorry. Those are the dreams that I have. You're covered in barbecue sauce, and I'm covered in barbecue sauce. It was that one time I went to Texas barbecue. Would you like me to assemble the team? Yes. Summon the Gunderson Vengers. <laughs> And then in the loudspeaker, you're all in the same room, but it's like a yeah, big I'm like, room right right next the whole to time. <laughs> yeah, Spin's probably just been next to you in his underwear the whole time, just hanging out. Spin, Deandra, the father is summoning you. Oh, you are already here. Well, team, I have been informed <laughs> that there's an opportunity for us to assist young Artemisia. Apparently, she checked herself into some sort of shrinkstitution run by one Jared Leto. And there might be vampires. Wait, is Jared Leto on Deandra's board? Oh my god, because Ooh. Jared Leto was Morbius. <clears throat> oh. <gasps> oh, it's more of a time. Oh, fuck me. Sorry, I was, that was probably too loud. Team, <laughs> are you prepared to morb? Deandra, if you could just connect the dots for me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I'll roll it. I'll roll it. Connect the dots. Um, oh, how did I get that before Twitch? Uh, <laughs> I'll roll it. Connect the dots. Uh, I got an 11. Hold three. So right now you understand that the mystery has been revealed as possible vampire activity at the Jared Leto okay. Psychiatric Ward of Revitalizing Behaviors. And... You can do either investigate a mystery or just go directly to connect the dots. Remember, connect the dots does have a wider range uh, to be able to ask questions upon. Right. Um, so, as of now, the information we have is at the Jared Leto Psychiatric Ward of Revitalizing. Blah, 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 blah. We believe that there are vampires. Um, I don't think there is a question I want to ask at this exact moment. Okay. Ex- but I will hold on to those three and I will like start like furiously writing in my like notebook that's filled with like newspaper clippings and stuff. I'm um, trying to like build a build a, a network in my head to like connect dots later um, in case we, we need something. I will hold them for now because we I think we should go there and investigate. OK, so I would assume Jared Leto is not on the board because he wasn't an MTV star, right? No, he's not on the board. Yeah. I I have spent the last I've made the board. Oh, my God, the actual board. Oh, yeah. OK, so then uh, how do the three of you make it to uh, this goth building? How- 
How far away is it? Ah, uh, probably the next town over, about 15, 20 minutes drive. We have acquired a 2013 Nissan Versa. Oh. This is this through your like curriculum pay or no? This is no. this is just you know we don't roll it. We we talked we about this last time. We don't roll for cars anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, you stole the herd. Okay, no, it's not stolen. Together. The kids are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Unclaimed <laughs> property. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. Spoils of war, herd. To be, uh, we avenge their deaths. We deserve this. <laughs> is There's that no why money the, in this. None the, of us can afford to buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you're the Gundy Vengers now? <laughs> like, yeah, really? Avenge all the students' deaths. Ah, whatever. Sure. Nah, it's just because I'm feeling a little sassy tonight. I probably would have taken advantage of Honey Mustard's powers before I left, and I would have to investigated a mystery. Make it happen. And I am specifically looking up someone I haven't thought in years. Oh. A professor... Stellan Sobieski. Yes. And the, whatever he's doing in regards to the Jared Leto psychiatric hospital for revitalizing behavior. Yes. Now, just for a little bit of background as he rolls that. Um, I rolled a natural 12. Ooh. So is that like a 13, 14, 15? That is a 15, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So Professor Stellan Sobieski was the leader of the League of Pernicious Academia. He was the one that brought you in and brought in Professor Albronzius, as well as a couple of other colleagues. He kind of allowed all of you to do your thing. And now you realize after you have separated yourself from this group, not only did you run into Albronzius, who also seems to be doing his own thing and is not necessarily an enemy, but maybe not a person you'd consider a friend, but the way you had left the League of Pernicious Academia and what had happened kind of towards the end of those years that you were in this league didn't end well with Professor Sobieski. And you would definitely not consider him a friend or a colleague anymore. And I think you're at odds with each other. And the fact that his name has come back up again does not bode well with you, Professor Gunderson. I imagine that I at some point left him for dead. That is very fair to say. And maybe you thought he was dead in this announcement that a person by the name of Sobieski working in a psychiatric ward as a doctor, you can only think, is it possibly Stellan or is it just happenstance in another Sobieski? Please ask your questions. I have to write notes. Is this the same one? Question mark? Okay, my questions are, what is being concealed here? Oof. A great evil. There is Damn. more to the story than what has been revealed to you as of yet. You know that this is not just some simple vampire case. If it truly involves Sobieski and you know that he was a professor of demonology and he was a, a, a great occultist. You know, he taught you a lot of things that spurned on your, you know, academic learning. But if he is truly here, you're probably looking at much worse than vampires. Oh, that's okay. More going on here. Worse than a Dracula. <laughs> All right, and the question I'm going to ask is, where did it go? 
But I guess in the context of this, it's me trying to figure out if I thought Sobieski was dead and now I'm hearing the name again, trying to determine between where I last saw him and now trying to piece that, that, that history together. Yeah. By utilizing one of those questions, um, you are certain this is Sobieski and specifically Stellan Sobieski. You thought you left him for dead, but he had a lot of tricks up his sleeve. And just from knowing what he practiced in his sciences and just his occult learnings, he must have made a pact with something that kept him alive. And he will probably not stop until he kills you because of that. And now he has Artemisia in a facility with him. I don't like that. I say as I step into my Nissan 2013 Nissan Versa. There you go. Spin puts clothes on, by the way. So the three of you get into your 2013 Nissan Versa and make your way across town. You come across this incredibly beautiful building. I mean, the architecture is just fantastic, lost in time, and no other buildings in this area are like it. And, and this facility is quite, you know, isolated. Um, it is kind of out in the cuts in the woods, and it has like a large area just kind of isolating it from the rest of the small town that you just exited. And you find yourself walking into this facility and it is just pristine. Everything looks normal, everything looks fine, and you're greeted by a couple of orderlies and nurses and uh, they ask, you know, how they can help you. This is like a psychiatric facility? Yes. Who's leading the charge? Gunderson, are you are you walking in first or? I mean, Gunderson is a white male in his mid to late 50s, so he is obviously <laughs> looking like he owns the place. Whether or not mm. he's in the front is up for debate. <laughs> Is it wait, is it is it more convenient if Deandra is in front? I'm just I'm just asking what your approach because you seem to be like leading the charge. You know this guy, so yeah. like I just I wanted to follow your lead. Oh, uh, what do you think we should do? I, since she called me, they knew she was calling school. Perhaps mm -hmm. I should be the representative of the school to deliver okay. her homework. Okay. All right. We discussed this in the drive over. In the drive over, yeah. Do you want me to go in with you, or do you want to go in, and then me and Deandra like flank the place? Yeah, I envision this is a three pronged attack, <laughs> a trident, I, if you will. I can try to get me and spin past the guards. If you want to like talk to the guards, then I then me and spin can walk past. Gunderson, not a good talker, to be honest. Might have a negative to his uh, charm. Well, how about, I have a plus two to charm. <laughs> how about I talk to the guards and you two sneak in? Okay. Yes. Okay, I can do that. But I can carry Gunderson so he moves faster if needed. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll walk in first and I'll like have my notebook and I'll be flipping through the pages and I'm gonna like walk straight up to the. You said there was like a reception area. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna walk up to the reception area and I'm going to be flipping through my book and I'm like, okay, 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 listen, what's your favorite kind of music? Uh, I'm sorry? What's your favorite kind of music? Uh, humor me. What's your favorite kind of music? Uh, country? Fantastic. Okay, so you've heard of subliminal messages, right? Uh, and you, like... Okay? The thing is, 
country, you're safe. The where you're not safe, emo, alt rock, punk pop, <laughs> those are not safe. Those are subliminal messages, and you know where they're being dropped at? Reality, t- reality show needle drops. Okay, oh my reality God. show needle drops. That is where these three genres are dropping the most subliminal messages, and they and the worst offenders, the five fingered fist of a demonic cabal, Jersey Shore. Catfish, Teen Mom, Ridiculousness, and Real World Road Rules Challenge. Now listen, these all come from somewhere. Where do they come from? Where do they come from? Total Request Live. Now you might be thinking, Total Request Live is not alive anymore, right? It's not around anymore. It is the Kronos eaten alive by its own children. The proto, the proto ritual. And who is in the center of it all? Carson Daly. Carson Daly. I, I should never, ever give up the opportunity to let Alex go ahead. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna like try to distract everybody in this room as much as possible. And are you doing a specific move? Yeah, I'm gonna do the um, see it all fits together to manipulate people to like listen to me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll charm on them. Let's do it. Um, well, I, I use sharp instead of charm. Um, that is a 13. Oh, wow. So you definitely have their attention and they're like, you know, I never liked that programming. I, I can't believe that my, my kids, my kids watch these shows. What should I do? I'm going to like post a picture of Carson Daly on the wall and I'm going to start writing on the wall like they are brainwashing your teens into an army. Ready? Ready for what? Ready for what? That's the question, right? And I'm going to use one of my moves. Bottoms up and the devil laughs. I'm going to give you a plus one for uh, forward for this next role because of the excellent execution of that last scene. Okay. Um, how how does what should I be rolling here? Should, am I roll? What am whatever, I rolling? Whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna roll investigate a mystery, and I'm gonna be like talking it out with these these girls. I'm gonna roll investigate a mystery to try to like do it. Connect this stuff. Um. Oh, I rolled real poor. Um. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Oh, that's that's that's, hey, that's still, a, it's a success. It, it is okay. a partial success. Okay. So you are able to distract these nurses and orderlies, they're all kind of captivated by your just story right now. Now Mm -hmm. I'm going to need Spin and Gunderson to act under pressure to see if they are able to sneak in to this area. Uh, That's cool, right? Sure is. Do you get any bonuses? Uh, I'll give you both plus one because uh, Alex killed it on that yeah. <laughs> that first yeah. section there. I'm just going to start doing this every session when nice. it's not my turn. Yes. <laughs> Man, these dice are rolling fire. I got a 13. Okay. I got an 11. Okay. You are both successful. And um, as you kind of like sneak past uh, this reception area, they do not pay attention to you at all. They are all captivated by this picture of Carson Daly on the wall that Deandra is currently writing all over. And you see like she like it isn't that she falters. She just continues and goes deeper and deeper. And as she does, it almost seems like she's about to start losing them, right? Because now she's getting into this like deep psyche of everything that's going on. And you see somebody 
walking through the back door of the reception area. And Gunderson, as you slip in, you see a person, a person that you recognize. Jared Undeniably, Leto. it is Jared Leto in <laughs> Jesus sandals and a club. No, it is Professor Stellan Sobieski. And he walks through and looks at Deandra and goes, oh, do we have somebody else admitting themselves in today? And you pass through the doors. You believe he didn't see you. And as you enter into this room, you come across a large hallway. There's a courtyard to the right. There's common area to the left. Uh, but in, ahead of you, there are two people at the end of the hallway. And you find the distinct likeness of Artemisia, who she self-describes herself as Fat Wednesday. And then... <laughs> On the other side is uh, a young man who you don't recognize, but you're unable to see him. And they're currently having a conversation and it seems kind of excited and you're not sure what's going on. And as the pan, as the camera pans past the two of you and kind of goes behind Artemisia, it starts to lift up. And Artemisia, you're visibly shaking and you are talking to Evan right now. And Evan is holding a pair of scissors looking at you. And he's like, this is, this is not my face. This is not my face. And he is just carving his face with his pair of scissors over and over as he look at, as he's looking right at you and says, Artemisia, get out of here. And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geek League project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.